0: Backstretch at Saratoga, this is Loose on the Lead with Steve Bick and
1: Seth Merrow. Loose on the Lead is sponsored by... Good morning welcome to loose on the lead on this beautiful saratoga uh sunday morning i I went sans jacket and as anthony left the set on the handicappers report i said you know what i think this is the best day like the last three or four supposed to get warm up this afternoon but currently uh we have a really nice morning uh here in front of claire court and a nice morning on the show as well obviously steve uh headed down to uh, Monmouth for the Haskell and then he's headed over to Colonial as well and doing a little uh, driving back and forth. I mentioned on the handicapper support due to that, um, I'd have to recheck with Steve, but I guess the game plan is going to be I'm going to host the radio show on uh, Wednesday. I'll be over on the front side and pull some folks over. It should be fun. Uh, I filled in for him Boy, it could have been like eight or ten years ago I filled in uh, one time. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting back in the radio chair. That'll be on Wednesday. But, again, Steve out. So I am solo today, but we have a a fun show uh, coming up a little bit later on. Kim Weir from the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. I always like to plug Kim in once or twice or five times during this season to promo uh, the great work they do at the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. And they have a slew of events coming up that will hit on and more. Cherie DeVoe had the nice win yesterday with Jane Mask. She also won the Wilton on opening day, uh, the stakes race First uh, shot out of the uh, Wilson shoot, and she got it done with Tarabi. We'll talk about those in a little more with Cherie. And then Bruce Brown yesterday. Robin Sparkles is a really nice horse. Got it done yesterday in the caress, and immediately afterwards I went in the winter circle and said, hey, come on over and talk uh, with us again about uh, Robin Sparkles. And we'll have uh, Bruce coming up a little bit later on. But top of the show, very happy to be joined by uh, Mary Ruffo and Mike Rennie who do, if you follow Twitter, you've probably seen uh, both of them on Twitter, but uh, also they have the podcast, the Smoke and Mare podcast, so we'll talk about that, and uh, handicap some races and much more. First of all, good morning. Morning. Thanks for having us on. We're happy to have you on. Again, kind of touting the podcast uh, world that is out there and growing, and see if we can get people uh, checking out your podcast a little bit. Before we do that, I was watching some of the podcasts last night, and I know uh, you were talking a little Haskell, and so... We have the stretch run coming up from the Haskell here, and uh, things worked out well with uh, one of your opinions. Yeah, I and, uh, 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 <laughs> Old so Old Liderbury let, let, it down. It's all right, though. talk a little bit about stretch run here. Uh, uh, fun route for Al Gold, a, a guy that races a lot in New York. Cyberknife hasn't been seen in New York, but he's based kind of from the Monmouth area, so it was great to see Al win with Cyberknife. Taiba just couldn't get by. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Christopher disappoints a little bit running third but it was nice to see Cyberknife, Flojo, Juan Brad Cox and Mary you were a Cyberknife fan.
0: I was definitely a Cyberknife fan. I think this horse you know has matured so much over the year that he's had and as a two-year-old I think he was a little mentally not there and he's kind of mentally maturing as he grows up and I really like to see it. I think he was the strongest in the field. Yeah.
2: That, Mike uh, what were your thoughts on the race? You know I thought it was a uh, I was all of Jack Christopher uh, key Exacta box with Cyberknife and wider Aberrio, so that was kind of my play on the race. Obviously wrong, but I just was surprised actually by the run by Cyberknife. Could have maybe got the perfect setup. I'll wait till next time out to see if I can improve off that. But it definitely showed up. Ran an amazing race. Great win for those connections. And I just love to see it, get in that Breeders' cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he He got a great trip.
3: Yeah, got the Nevada trip. came
1: up the rail and Tyba had to go yep. a little wide. Uh, get some thoughts also on the, the feature here yesterday, uh, uh, the coaching club American Oaks. Because I think as I walked around the track and then talked to people last night, I think it was more, it wasn't that, hey, Ness won. It was like, wow, Ness wow. won. It was just, the margin of victory was amazing. It
2: was absolutely stunning. Uh, we, I've been on Ness since the Bluegrass and you know let that one loss in between there and then and then ran well again in the uh, Belmont and then I right when that Belmont race I was like winning next time out it was easy that horse wasn't even sweating I was sweating more than the horse yesterday after the race I was cracking up so love to see that what a horse yeah that's a great performance Mary what were your thoughts?
0: She was definitely very impressive and I think she ran a buyer actually higher than Cyberknife if I'm not mistaken I think her buyer was actually higher I want to say you know, Secret Oath was a little disappointing at six to five, but you know, Nest just really showed how great she is. So I'm excited to see what's next for her. You are correct
1: on the buyer. Cyberknife comes up with a 102, which is very respectable, but Nest a 104 buyer yesterday, it, right? That's right? it, just crazy. Love All it. All right, let's talk and and uh, <laughs> talk loudly if if folks. <laughs> Uh, we we have to be picking this up even with our mics. I would just uh, alert people that across the street, as you as per usual, uh, they are they have fired up the leaf blower, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll power through. Um, first, uh, as I say, you have the, the smoke and Mayor, uh which I like to play on words uh, podcast and. Talk a little bit about uh, that first. Give me a little bit of your background, Mary. I know you're you're kind of a local native, and talk a little bit. About, I, I'm assuming because you're local, that's how you became a fan of the horse racing game.
0: Definitely. So I'm from Clifton Park, New York, and I grew up. You know, in the summer I was either here, or up at my grandparents' house in Boat Landing, where my grandmother and mother were huge horse racing fans. I see. And that. you know, make your calls into Capital Bets and photo Bets. You know, every every couple of minutes basically so that's how I became a fan and more so recently during the pandemic getting a little more into handicapping and understanding and then that's how I met this guy on Twitter you know because of our love of handicapping and
1: horses yeah and like and you're uh, on the complete other side West of the country oh, yeah and I'm curious how'd you get into the game and, and being from Oregon where you're a Portland Meadows
2: guy Portland Meadows is my track I spent every day there for about 10 years before they took it down but yeah. my dad got me into horse racing to go to Portland Meadows with my dad and Long Acres I think before they truly to so Emerald Downs was kind of the northwest little combo off 5 It was just I love seeing the horses just run I view them as athletes I played college sports just love the, the talent of it and the process of it all and seeing Saratoga how much goes into it how many people are employed backstretch, front stretch, people just working everywhere People loving handicapped and being around horses, I'm not used to it, so it's just an amazing thing, so it's good to see that, but yeah, this Portland Meadows was my how I got into it, the old stomping grounds there. I had uh, Will uh, Piovich on with me the other day, uh, now that
1: I had a knife at New York thoroughbred horsemen's, but it used to be the GM out of Portland, and, and I got to know him because they were advertising on yeah. my, my Equidaly site, and yeah. the, uh, part of the deal was I was handicapping some pick fours for them, and I had a lot of fun. I thought Portland Meadows was was a lot of fun, so yeah, I, it was yeah. sad to see them go. No, it was.
2: You know, you get some. Uh, they'd run sometimes a little later on for you guys. You know, being yeah. out west, and then you know, I mean, you got the synthetic, and you maybe get, catch an Emerald Downs random and. You're not seeing them going to. You see a horse from Portland Meadows at Santa Anita maybe toss, but you know, it's not yeah, the yeah. best way back then. But yeah, it's just good to have horses running. And it employed people, so it's sad when it goes down. Yeah. People are out obviously, of jobs, horses, you they know. Though, and the game, the horseman industry is interesting in Oregon right now, obviously. Uh, so hopefully they can get it going again.
1: Well, you've alluded to it already, but uh, first visit to Saratoga and yes.
2: impressions. Amazing. I, I had no words. I've walked party 100 times back and forth. I can't stop moving. Like I I feel like I want to see something else. I didn't take a lot of pictures at first. I just wanted to take it in and be all about it. And it is it's stunning. There's no you can't, until you get here, there's no words yeah. for it. I mean, you can think about it until you see it firsthand. It's the best experience of my life in the horse racing industry that I've experienced. Yeah,
1: that is pretty much everybody's opinion on the yeah. first trip to Saratoga. And I say it, it's not just the racetrack, it's downtown. It's yeah. the people, you know, you sit next to them at dinner. Yeah. Hey, my double today or yeah. the triple I'm playing tomorrow. On?
0: So we were at Nove last night for dinner. And you know Chad Brown walks in, and then Anthony Saville walks in, and you know we were talking to Anthony for a little bit, and like oh we're going to be here tomorrow, and he's like oh that's great, and you
2: know, yeah, chatted so.
0: here and there. So you run into so many people. Yeah, even just the biggest,
2: you know, so Chad Brown walking right next to you, you know, it's pretty cool. You know, uh, just seeing everyone, good. I've ran into people and, and people we've. The smoke and blew up a little bit, and it's nice that random people are shouting out at us, yelling, smoke, smoke, and stuff. We get the random shout-outs from like the, 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 the the raptors and stuff. Should so. I have opened this up with,
1: hey, yo! Hey, yo,
0: hey, yo, let's the go. Dance and everything, uh, the couch dance. Right?
2: But yeah, no, it's good vibe. It's been great energy here. It's. I'm, blessed about everything and just to come here
1: so how did you guys get together i mean this is completely a social media meetup kind
2: of thing and then what was the impetus for getting the the podcast started so pretty much i did some you know a random video that got views and i love the horse side of it so i kind of just saw an opportunity to do more and i wanted to do it a little different than other people are doing i've watched you know see all the horse stuff so i we I just was like let's do it let's let's try a little show you know I, let's have a guest on within the industry once a week we'll do a little horse of the week to interact the you know the audience with Twitter and stuff and just see what happens with it and uh, we've got amazing horsemen and women on there so far you know in all parts of the game and uh, so, so we're just kind of rolling with it and see where it goes just got the logo made here I had to bring nice. that out yeah. Uh, so yeah we're just kind of escalating it and. Uh, you know see what happens with it so, yeah, yeah and I, I pulled random. up some video and the guys can can roll that too uh, just to kind of show what it what it looks like and, and
1: Thanks. Uh, Mary where can people find it and, and how often does it come out
0: so we do once a week and we can be found on Spotify um, YouTube Twitter wherever you're looking we can probably find it yeah uh, and a lot of people are on Twitter so I think most of our views come from Twitter
2: yeah Twitter's the home spot at Renny time is my Twitter handle. at Mary Elizabeth uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. Look at that. It's always uh, fun. It's just it's all good vibes and energy That's my part. There's So people mean be negative about anything. It's easy You can find hate and negative and anything you want. It's not we're not about that. Let's have the good vibes We're all firing we're all here for the same reason and the love of the horses and the people that are in the working in the game Just don't get enough love. I feel like and I feel like I want to even escalate it more to make jockeys more more like a you know sports like a hoop NBA guy you know you like car type you know you can do more I feel like with this the social media and with the you know you can go the VR stuff maybe you know you can just get a little stuff like you know throw me on like someone like me thinking he's on a horse or something you know with the jog just stuff that I think center to keep the game going you know we got to keep it going forward we got to get the younger people involved well you know I'm 41 I'm not you know well I'm not here forever you know we gotta keep the younger generation going so we can keep the game we all love of horse racing. Yeah I mean
1: the technology it has to be embraced by the industry and has yeah. been to a point but we can still do more but it, yeah. the game has completely changed from when I got in exactly. it. You, you you picked up the racing form the yeah. day of the races and you got the ink on your hands and yeah. now you get the online you get it three days happen. before and you can watch all the yeah. replays yeah. And, so for you it's a completely different game than when I started <laughs> yeah, no. but, but no, I, no. that's all a, a positive and Mary uh, talk a little bit about uh, the podcast itself and what you're trying to do each and every podcast it looks like some racing conversations some previews some handicapping but i pulled up one uh last night and i was watching nice interview with uh, romero mirage who had had an injury and talked about coming back from the injury and then kind of for me helped explain the whole nft thing and i thought that was good so i'm assuming that's kind of a regular feature to pull people in and kind of get that
0: background it definitely is and romero was so great you know he came on and that was that was probably one of our, our longest interviews I believe because mm-hmm. I think there was so much ground to cover and, and so much that we were learning about him as a young jockey going through that experience of, of being injured and and you know I think mean, it's so funny that he tells his doctor he goes okay can we get the surgery over with because I I have a mount on Sunday that I need to be at and he's like let's see if you can walk yeah. first
1: um, <laughs> he said oh that was good will wake up all day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> go. Yes, yes. yeah
0: no but he he's so involved in, and it talks about growing the sport you know young people yeah. growing the sport He's so involved, not just a jockey. He does so much more than that. So that's really important for us to, to showcase in yeah. the aftercare and, and,
2: like, and everything. Exactly, and that's what kind of what we're hitting on. He's really young, and he's talking the NFT and jockey experience. Trying to, you know, he's trying his best too because he knows he needs to get the, the younger people into yeah, that yeah. as much as you know. I I wasn't a raised around it. We weren't, you know, we didn't have it, but it's there. Got to accept it, embrace it, make it, you know, like. So everyone enjoys horse racing. I,
1: I I'm lost on the whole board monkey yeah. thing, but oh, they're getting millions of dollars. So let's let's go with it. Right. Uh, So, again, it's the Smoke and Mare podcast. Uh, Google it, and and you'll be able to find it. Follow these guys on Twitter, and you'll be able to uh, pull up uh, the Twitter feed of the the podcast as well. Uh, Definitely worth checking out. But also, while you guys are here, again, on the podcast, you do a little handicapping. So I said you come up with a couple ideas, and we have a a couple of races to take a look at today. Let's jump in, uh, maybe give out some ideas. Mike, I will say... I, I. you mentioned on one of the podcasts I watched last night, you said, I'm going to be there, I think it was Thursday, and you put out a little double. You singled the horse in the first leg, which was the fourth race, I think, and it went four deep in the, and you said I, a $1 double, $4 uh, total, and I checked the results, and... Your $4 turned into $34, and you said, I'm going to be there live to play it. And all I have to say is congratulations, yeah. and I hope when you played it live, it was way
2: more than a dollar. I played more than a dollar. We know it's a, you know, it's like the, you don't have everything out there to put the minimum down, but definitely fired more than a buck. And it was great to win at Saratoga the first day you're there. You know, actually have a horse you give out that rolls. Uh, it definitely makes you feel good. You try your best. Obviously, you're going to give losers out. You're trying your best to just create more of a – you know, just ideas for people, and you know what I mean. But yeah, having a double dialed in off the show is always hey, that, uh, was, uh, that was a nice. Cool. call. I'll <laughs> take
1: that all day. Four dollars into the thirty-four is, hey, is a nice call. All day. Uh, so we're gonna take a look at the shoe V. Yeah. At the game plan shoe V. Uh, it's Clarier versus Malafait. They're the two monsters. Uh, crazy beautiful. Had uh, Ken McKee's, McPeak's assistant in here yesterday. And, you know, they they're taking the shot. But what did you guys see in the uh, the shoe V?
2: Uh, you know, I I don't see the pace set up for Clarier this time. I mean. Will someone try to gun it? You know, I don't just see it. I mean, I think Malthot's going to be closer to the lead uh, and just have that one run because of the pace setup, have ton in the tank, roll them up late. Maybe Clarier comes up for third. Uh, I'd maybe go Price in between. Uh, so, yeah, there's not much obviously there, but I would put Clarier in third or fourth if you're trying to do something. Uh, but, yeah, my, um, my I just feel, is, is ready to get that revenge. And I uh, won't have that. Clarier had the setup. I remember that race. Uh, just it was, it, was a, it was an interesting race, that one where Clarier came through. surprised me, that race, uh, actually. I didn't think Clarier was going to win that last.
1: I've always been kind of a fan of Clariere, so I that,
2: that was on board.
0: Which price are you looking for in the middle?
2: You know, I would it, since it's a four-horse race, I'm just you're putting both in there. You know what I mean? I mean, there's you know, nothing else. Uh, I'd just go three with the one, two and for an exact straight would be my play on that race. You can see the money. Maybe it's worth a win bet if uh, Malathot floats around one to one, I would hammer that. Even money, if you get even money on Malathot, that I would yeah. definitely play that. Double sure. your money. Yeah. Mary, your thoughts?
0: I'm actually taking the opposite horse. I will be taking Clarier. I think she might be the better of the closers between her and Malathot. And in the opt in we had a mile and 16th, and we're doing mile and the today. So that extra half furlong, I think, will make, you know, Clariere seal the deal in closing.
1: I'm with you because, as I say, I've been kind of tied on to Cleary. I've liked her throughout her career. I said on the Handicapping Show, that's not a super handicapping angle, but sometimes sometimes you get tied in with these. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I
2: know. I, sometimes I don't, li- I don't like added distance for closers sometimes. I think speed. Okay. I'll take yeah. a speed more in a longer race. You know, it's a, it's a thing where like, oh, the horses need a little more distance type angle. And, and sometimes, of course, that's the case. But I actually like uh, horses that have speed that go longer. Because, you know, some horses don't have that, you know what I mean? That that is
1: always the mistake at triple crown time. Somebody's closing big in the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and everybody goes, oh, the Belmont. Then they they float along on the lead in the Belmont,
2: and your closer has no shot. Yeah, you know, you get a lead in the Belmont because of that track. I mean, that backstretch at Belmont, I mean, you better be close enough, you know, unless you have a a special horse and the pace is going, but if not, but, yeah, so that's – my thoughts on that. On the, all like right, I'm stuff.
1: very intrigued. When you sat down, you said, let's take a look at race five and race six, and on the handicapping show earlier as I introduced this race, I said, race six, I have at the top of the page a puzzle. Yes. Uh, and Anthony Mormino on the previous show and I were not matching up really at all. <laughs> I'm going to be interested to see where you guys go in this sixth race. Maiden Claimers uh, racing for a modest $105,000. Two-year-old fillies going three quarters of a mile. What did you guys see in the sixth? Well, I'm going to think
2: some of these horses are going to need that win here to get some of this money back. You got the, uh, we got a justify baby at 750,000 with the seven uh, referee. And then we got randomized the eight 420,000 Nyquist baby. You know, they need to win, you know, they're hoping. But I'm not, I didn't like either of those. And you have the favor. I'm assuming, Brad Cox, Key of Life will take all the money. But I fell on the Pletcher. Uh, went with the four, Kay Ling here. I like the works, it's not too little, not too many. I think Pletcher saw what he wants, has a 411 Thomason number. Uh, and it's just the practical joke and the mischief combo there. Uh, and yeah, just like those works with the Pletcher. I feel like Pletcher would, Work more. If the horse doesn't run, he's thinking longer. Obviously, with it has a little bit of Indian Charlie in the back, so maybe he's thinking longer. That's why he didn't work him that much. So I went with that. Uh, with the four, Kayleen. With the yeah,
1: yeah, practical joke and Todd Fletcher. So you have a little. I always like to say nature and nurture. Yeah, right. A little nature <laughs> with the, the the sire, a little nurture with Todd Fletcher. Yep. I had that one kind of down at the bottom of my mix. Mary, what did you see?
0: I really like the number six. It's a first-time starter, Vava, maybe.
1: I I, w- I would go with that. That sounds good.
0: Let it leave it to John and Brielle later today (laughs) to figure that out (laughs) Uh, Going morning line of 8 to 1 with Sayas and Sheree DeVoe I just like what I see from the workouts and good numbers from trainer, you know first starters and um, two-year-olds.
1: Got Cherie coming up a little bit later on. I will get her opinion as well. I have yes. that one right underneath. I use randomized on top because I, I yeah. first, you know, his debuters, it's hard to get away from Chad and Klarovich, but with Gunrunner on top, Fava, I'm thinking Fava's probably right, but uh, yeah, six rates. It's it, fun, interesting race, uh, right. a, a tough way to kick off the late pick five, but hey guys, we appreciate your uh, stopping by. Again, I will tell people to uh, check out the Smoke and Mare podcast uh Check which is out. relatively new right you've, yeah, you've no, done
2: we've uh, 11 episodes yeah. once a week so yeah uh it's definitely new uh this whole thing i kind of started december of this year where it kind of started escalating and just run with it you know opportun- opportunistic type uh person so you know let's see what we can see what we can do and Keep the good energy and good vibes with everyone. That's what it's it's all about, man. We're we're all here firing the same game. We know it's a a grind.
1: (laughs) Mike, have fun uh, as you wrap up the visit. Mary, uh, you said you're going to be in town the rest of the the meet, so I'm sure I'll pass uh, pass with you again. We appreciate you guys stopping by. Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate you guys having us on.
2: Bless. Sounds good. All right,
1: we will head to a break. When we come back, Kim Weir, Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation, will catch up. As I said earlier, they have a lot of nice events uh, coming up uh, that you should be aware of, so we'll talk about that and more. Stay tuned.
3: When you think trucks, think DePaula. Then come join the family for value. Just visit, call, or click.
4: This week, celebrate with savings. Drive Silverado, just $3.99 a month. Yes, $3.99 a month.
3: So come join the family and think DePaula for all your automotive needs.
1: Capital OTV is now streaming live on Roku. The RTN Racing Channel on Roku lets you watch OTV TV live through your Roku device or your Amazon Fire Stick, rather than being limited to computers and mobile devices which means you can now watch OTB Live wherever you are. Simply open Roku, scroll to find the RTN channel, then click on OTB TV. OTB TV on Roku. Try it now.
3: When you think trucks, think to Paula. Then come join the family for value. Just visit call or click
4: this week celebrate with savings drive equinox just $259 a month yes $259 a month
3: so come join the family and thank DePaula for all your automotive needs come on
1: I want sales reports on my desk by Monday
4: whoops My bad. Love racing? RTN brings you every live simulcast on your home television, plus live video streaming and race replays on your PC and mobile devices. To order, visit RTN.TV.
5: RTN, a breed apart.
1: Welcome back to Loose on the Lead. Seth Marrow, uh, solo because, again, Steve's down at Steve Bick down at uh, Monmouth yesterday. And- headed down to colonial for a couple of days uh, as well so i'm solo but solo only in the host chair we have plenty of guests and plenty of fun uh for the show this morning a jam-packed show and as i said before the break happy to be joined by my friend friend kim weir from the thoroughbred retirement foundation had to have kim on early in the meet uh, uh one of what i'm sure will be many visits uh, because that's <laughs> typical but uh i had to have you on early in the meet because we have a lot of events coming up um that are worth touting and things you'll want to think about participating in and just overall the thoroughbred foundation uh worth knowing a little more about kim good morning
3: good morning seth so happy to be here happy sunday
1: thank you happy sunday as we wrap up week number two i believe it, week number two I know. wrapping up we already.
3: need to keep it slow going to keep this going <laughs> <laughs> it's slow crazy it's crazy it's hot and slow
1: yeah <laughs> and, and, uh, i said earlier i actually today was supposed to be the hottest of the recent days i actually feel like it's okay today. there's yeah. a little breeze yeah no it's, it's nice. nice nice today so far um, We'll talk some of the events in a moment but i always like to when we have you on for folks you know as i continue to say i think when we come up here and do our show from saratoga we get the the regulars and the longtime fans but i think we pull in a lot of new fans too so for folks who aren't familiar thoroughbred retirement foundation trf just give us the mission
3: sure i love i love saying the mission so uh, the thoroughbred retirement foundation is the oldest and largest thoroughbred charity uh, devoted to the aftercare of retired racehorses we were founded almost four decades ago And what we do is provide sanctuary to the horses that cannot pursue a second athletic career or have actually gone on to a second or third athletic career. And now they've reached a point in their career, they've aged out and they are most vulnerable. That's who we focus on and we take care of them for the remainder of their days. It is a big herd, 450 horses living in 19 farms across the country. Uh, And nine of those are our TRF Second Chances programs where the horses live in prisons and they are the teachers of men and women who are going on to Brighter Futures. That's who we are.
1: Um, and we've talked about the Second Chances program uh, before. Wallkill is, is one of the facilities, and when I was over at the track a couple of days ago, you were hanging out with one of the graduates uh, of the program, and it kind of proof that beneficial to the horses, obviously they have a place to, to spend their years and get well taken care of, but beneficial to the humans as well because they, they come out of prison with a skill, and, and Your example was certainly uh, showing that that works out very well
3: yeah Tyler was so happy to meet you Seth and thank you for giving him a little time his name is Tyler frame and he's really um, a tremendous ambassador for our horses I always say I have a role to play because I get to speak for the horses because they can't speak for himself themselves but Tyler speaks for the program and he can tell his story so it's been fun having him with me I'm a little exhausted but it's been great <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: he seemed like a ball of fire and then it clearly has come out of the program and and kind of been successful on the way out and so that, it's nice to see the, as I say the success story on the human side as well um i I will also mention you are opening up a new program as well despite the name it's right here in new york state (laughs) talk, talk, talk a little bit about the new program don't
3: let the wyoming fool you we are not in the state of wyoming we are very very proud and grateful to have opened our second second chances program in attica new york also rather famous for different reasons but our horses uh will be arriving this summer at a beautiful new farm. We christened the barn just a week ago um, with all of our friends from New York Department of Corrections. Our instructor, Courtney Howe, has been working since January. She already has guys in the program. They're doing the Groom Elite curriculum. They're learning all about horses, and they just can't wait to get their hands on them. Meanwhile, they've been doing things like learning how to build fences, and how to prepare the barn, and how to run a farm, which is what they will do over the years ahead. We will start with five horses out at Wyoming County Correctional Facility. That's the actual name and we could grow up to 25 horses there in a very short period of time.
1: Ah, Nice, nice, nice. Um, All right, great way to participate. Uh, We showed the website address earlier. You can go there, there's a donate button. Keep that in mind, but a great way to participate as well and and maybe make a donation and have some fun during the Saratoga season. There's some nice events coming up. Let's tout some of them. Um, First of all, there's the website address, by the way, trfinc.org, so swing by. I'm, I'm disappointed I didn't get my ticket for gumbo. Oh. Um, and gumbo is sold out. So I, I will mention it just so you keep it in mind for future years. But I will also tell last year I was there, Kendrick Carmouche uh, coming up with a little gumbo. And, and, again, I can understand it sold out this year.
3: Well, I will say this, though, Seth. Um, Kendrick is so excited about it. And the Principessa Atlanta Society that hosts it, they bought all the food, they host us. I saw John from the Principessa last night, and he said, listen, if you need to open that door a little wider, here's what I'm going to say to you and friends watching. If you send an email to me, kim at trfinc.org with your favorite story of Kendrick or why you love racing, uh-huh. there might be a ticket for you. Ah,
2: I like Kim
3: that. at trfinc.org. John said he doesn't want folks to be turned away. So just I send like an email. That. We'll see what we can do. All right. So that's, that, <laughs>
1: that's coming up tomorrow night at the Principessa uh, Elena downtown. Um, the, the, the Italian American Club essentially yes
3: uh, it compound. is on Oak Street in, yeah. on, right off Beekman
1: um, also tomorrow paint by the pad or coming up on Tuesday uh, and is the gumbos tomorrow paint by the paddocks Tuesday That's exactly so right. uh, paint by the paddock on Tuesday that sounds like kind of fun too
3: I know and this is completely an idea from one of our volunteers this is like the gift of our whole summer is people coming up with great ideas and saying can we do this and raise some money for you We say yes and thank you. So my good friend, Vince Vero, has really been the the master behind this. And it benefits both the TRF and BEST, the Backstretch Employee Services Team. And we are literally going to be here on a dark day, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening. We're going to have a paint, a paint and sip sort of thing. If you've ever experienced one of those, someone will walk us through. We're painting a really cute picture of a horse. That's actually the horse we're painting on ah. Tuesday. Really cute. And meanwhile, so uh, at the end
1: of the thing, you wind up with that. Yes. You're, well, you're I was going to say a version, the, a version of that. <laughs> I was going to say, at the end of it, I wouldn't wind no, up with that, but, uh,
3: but you'll especially if I'm be, sipping. <laughs> you'll have a rendition of that (laughs) but nonetheless it's i think gonna be a ton of fun because it's so pretty here on a quiet tuesday afternoon and we're grateful to naira for letting us do this and events for bringing it to life but tickets are definitely still on sale for this and we'd love to have a we have a great crowd coming and the more the merrier
1: so if you go to the website trfinc.org there's an events link at the top and so you can follow and get tickets for events uh that way that sounds like a lot of fun also uh Casa amigos for jocks and horses. I'm assuming our friend Lee Einsiedler involved oh, uh, intimately in that. Character. I saw Lee the other day. It was fun to see him. Uh, up, always fun to see him up here at Saratoga. But that's coming up uh, on August 5th.
3: Yeah, we are so so grateful once again to Lee himself and to our amazing board member Anita Motion. This was her brainchild. Um, and then the Adelphi Hotel who have just come through and they host us with such grace and such generosity. On August 5th, we will have a fabulous cocktail party in the beautiful newly done ballroom. We also have use of the patio. There is air conditioning for anyone who came last year, that'll be a plus. Um, But the tickets are just $25. You get a feature cocktail, a Casamigos cocktail, and if you want to go ahead and get yourself a special edition Casamigos bottle, those are one. Seventy-five includes the cocktail and the bottle, and that's signed by the entire Saratoga oh, nice. Jockeys Colony. They are going fast. There are only a hundred of those bottles, but oh, nice, it'll be fun. Nice, nice. Join very, us.
1: Yeah, very good. Um, and I will highly recommend this. I, I've been a few times now, and last year I, I shot a nice. So maybe we'll replay that before oh. the, the piece I that shot must. last year was fun. Um, the barbecue at the barn, um, out, still out at the Saratoga Winery, correct? And, Absolutely. Um, that's coming up uh, August twenty-fifth barbecue at the barn and as I say August 23rd excuse me August 23rd uh, and as I say highly uh, touted by me so keep that in mind talk a little bit about the barbecue that
3: is that is that is the one true fundraiser that the TRF team our whole our whole group comes together and this is our big fundraiser we love and appreciate each of these wonderful things happening but the barbecue at the barn is the one where we want to gather everybody who loves the horses for a really fun family friendly casual like a park like setting out there at Saratoga Winery uh, tickets are $45 if you buy them before August 1st. We do have an early bird rate, so buy your tickets now. We have a silent auction. We have raffle tickets. We have miniature ponies that always steal the show. Upset is coming from impressions. Lots of racing celebrities because I've already booked Seth, so he's coming. So come come join us. But here's what I like to say about it. Hey, buy your ticket now. And then let's not let that date get here too soon. I want the uh, summer yes, to go yes. as long as it can. Yep. And I, can't, yep. I, I never want to say I can't wait for the barbecue because I, I can wait but it'll be awfully fun when it gets here.
1: Yeah, and the the silent auction items are all great. I will verify that as well. And see. an Upset, Upset, the the mascot for Impressions of Saratoga and their sister sort of the Dark Horse Mercantile, they're sponsoring the Dark Horse Play of the Day. So go say hello to Upset uh, as well. Uh, with Dave and Mary Ann Parker Uh, they were at the barbecue last year Um, so it should be a fun night uh, typically is so keep that on your calendar uh, as well I also uh, was going down the TRF Twitter feed uh, last night in prep for this and I I, I saw it when it was originally put up a few days ago but man Andy Serling, came out and visited one of the horses.
3: Oh, my gosh. We had such a nice <laughs> afternoon. You know, Andy is such a, he loves those horses oh so much. You know, he loves the game, but he loves the animals. And we just went out to our summer farm that we have a couple of the horses up from Wallkill. And um, he, he became really close buddies with P- Professor Chaos. That's his, that's Andy and Chaos. Um, and they, they really had a nice afternoon, and we just talked horses. I guess that's something Andy does quite a lot, talking horses, and uh, in this case, he was talking to horses, and we just had so much fun, and we're grateful to Andy every day for how much he loves the, the, the sport, And. His support for the TRF in particular is a great gift. So thank yeah. you. It was a great day.
1: Yeah, very good. He tweeted out a bunch of the pictures, and <laughs> I, I will verify. Also, I have visited some of the horses, and if you bring a camera, hold tight because uh, they like they like the cameras. I always uh, say they,
3: the fuzzier the microphone, they 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 think that's really cool. Uh, so you need to come out. We would, we would love they'd love to meet you. This is Trixie um, and Chaos that are out there this summer.
1: Very good, uh, Kim. As always, appreciate the visit. Uh, anything else we should hit on?
3: No, we're just so so excited about the summer. I feel like we're trying to squeeze three summers into one this year, but we just need to all enjoy every moment of it, and a Sunday morning with you is a true treat. Thank
1: you. Oh, then uh, there was aftercare day yesterday. And do you, are you guys regulars at the community booth as well?
3: Yes, we do have. Um, that was a great day. We're so grateful to Naira for putting that together. Um, we were a part of that. Um, old friends and TRF were in the winner's circle for the first race. And we have the community booth on August 20th, so right before the barbecue. I think it's Alabama Day.
1: Worth us swing um, by and learning yeah. more about the uh, Third Bear Retirement Foundation. Kim, visit one we'll we'll have at least one or two more uh to, to keep uh, up to date certainly we'll bring in before the barbecue and re-remind re people of that event because it is very special but uh you guys do great work appreciate the visit thank you Seth. awesome kim weir from the Thurber retirement foundation she's in the green room Cherie devoe uh, the nice win with tarabi on opening day coming out of the chute had a nice win yesterday as well we'll talk about those horses and more stay tuned
3: Come on.
1: I want sales reports on my desk by Monday.
4: Whoops. My bad. Love racing? RTN brings you every live simulcast on your home television, plus live video streaming and race replays on your PC and mobile devices. To order, visit rtn.tv. RTN, a breed apart. The Clubhouse Racebook is the Capital Region's new home for racing and sports. 25,000 square feet of Vegas-style action with live wagering on the best horse racing from around the world. 260 flat-screen televisions and state-of-the-art wagering terminals. So don't miss out. The fun is only minutes away at 711 Central Avenue, Albany, just off exit 5 of I-90. And don't forget, if you can't make it to the Clubhouse, you can always wager online 24-7 at CapitalOTV.com.
1: I'm Seth Merrill, and as Serious Horse players, we know that information is critical when placing a bet. With live streaming of more than 30 tracks, race replays, free past performances, and daily picks from professional handicappers, no one gives you more up-to-the-minute information than Capital OTV. Combine that with the best player awards in New York State, and you have everything a serious horse player needs to be successful. Win more with Capital OTV. Winning starts here. Welcome back to Loose on the Lead. As promised before the break, we are joined now by trainer Cherie DeVoe. Cherie, good morning.
5: Good morning.
1: Thanks for stopping by.
5: Thanks for having me.
1: I think one of the first things we have to talk about, we'll hit on a couple of the winners you've had at the meet so far. It's been a nice little meet for you at this point. We have a couple other horses to talk about, but always when I bring people on, and we've had you on before and probably hit on some of this, but as I always say, every summer there are new people that we're hoping to pull into the game, and I always like to kind of Introduce people and get a little background. You're a local product. So talk a little about how you got into the game.
5: I am. Well, I was born in Saratoga uh, and my family was involved and still involved with uh, the standard breads. And that's how I got my start into any sort of racetrack life. And they, my parents got out of it when I was about nine years old and we moved to Southwest Florida, which is where I grew up and had nothing to do with racehorses. Uh, I was a rodeo girl. And uh, when I went to college, my first year of college, my parents moved back up here and dabbled back into the breads, which is how I got my start here with the Thoroughbreds for Phil Gleaves as a hot walker, um, which has morphed into what it is now.
1: Yeah, very good. Well, I, I kind of cut my teeth across the street at the Harness Track. That's how I kind of became a fan and a better and whatnot. And uh, so I still like to go over and play, and I always circle the Devone yeah. uh, I see that uh, over there. What, did you do anything on the harness side with horses at, at any point?
5: Um, cleaned a lot of stalls when okay. I was a kid, um, but nothing really of significance as an adult. I just, I'm a fan. I think they're cool horses. Uh, the people who are in um, that realm are such hard workers and just have such respect for them. It's a lot of they don't have grooms and hot walkers often, they just do it all themselves, and their game is more morphed into training off farms instead of on racetracks. So they're shipping and they're doing a lot. So it's a really tough life and you just have to admire those who stick with it.
1: Yeah, we uh, we were down Florida Derby weekend. Uh, we were down at doing Gulfstream, but it was the last few days of Pompano, so I went over and shot a, a little story on the last few days of Pompano. Interviewed John Barry, who's the publicity guy there, great guy with like an institutional memory, and Dave Pruitt, the announcer. But John introduced me to the the track photographer, who was maybe 21 or 22 years yeah. old. And I said, "So how long have you been here?" Meaning, how long have you been the track photographer since you was young? And she said, "I've been here my whole life. I don't know what I'm going to do." Her family yeah. had trained horses, like, oh, yeah, and then, but that there is that dedication on that side of the game. Certainly said you were uh, on the rodeo side of things. what you do there?
5: I was a barrel racer. Oh, really? <laughs> so I can hang on to one going fast, but I'm <laughs> in my older age. I'm not that game anymore.
1: <laughs> Very good. Um, all right. Let's jump in and, and take a look at uh, some of the action and let's go back to yesterday. I like Jane Mass. So uh, congratulations. And thank you there uh, for the uh, $9 winner. Jane Mass is going to be the number four horse, second career start. Um, Talk a little bit about the debut running third at Belmont what your thoughts were coming out of that and then moving into this race yesterday with the uh, the nice win for uh, Jane Mast.
5: Well, she's been a bit difficult to get to the races. She's had some bad luck things happen, but she's also her own worst enemy. She is just difficult, difficult to train. She's a bit difficult in the barn. Um, So, you know, her first start, I just told Johnny I don't know how she's going to act, but let's just give her an experience. She had a tough post on the inside um you know it's always something to build forward from so we didn't have her cranked and ready to go again because she's like hard on herself and um you know she came out of that race and she's been really aggressive in the morning so we've tried to work on getting her um, to not be so keen and when she's breezing, to relax more and you could see a bit of that when she when the gate broke and she broke a lot sharper this time than she had the last time and johnny had his hands full coming into that short run of the turn. So, you know, Johnny did a good job. He didn't fight with her too much, and he got her behind the speed, and she relaxed enough to get a breather and not expend too much energy. So um, a filly like her, we're gonna have to just take our time in between races and make sure that we're just not blowing our mind too much, um, because she's the type that gives the impression that she can go the wrong way, and then she's just not gonna be um, the best she can be out there on the track.
1: So is that a project now that eventually you think she gets through? You know, it starts one, start two, start three. She's just learning, and eventually the light bulb comes on, and then you have the, the real racehorse.
5: Well, I've heard the family's difficult. Okay. So um, I think with a horse like her, you just have to manage it, and it's like a, a kid who um, you can't reward the bad behavior. So we're just it will give her some time from to her next start so we don't really have anything it's just going to be how she's acting and how she's training
1: uh certainly looked good yesterday though start number two when we watched the stretch run there and she she took the lead and then held off a little bit of a late closer so nice performance there uh, um the way you're talking this meet may not
5: maybe at the end of the meet we'll okay. look for an allowance race but again it's just going to be dependent on how she behaves herself between now and then
1: how'd you come out of the race
5: so far, so good. Uh,
1: very good. Uh, and I wanted to go back to opening day. Uh, this had to be fun. This had to be fun on a number of levels. We're going to take a look at the uh, the stretch run from the Wilton opening day. Tarabi is going to be the number seven horse. Todd Pletcher's Goddess of Fire, who is a nice, talented runner in her own right, runs second. So that's a nice win for uh, Tarabi here uh, on opening day. But as I say, it had to be fun on a number of levels. Um, this was only her fifth career start. A nice win. First time out of the Wilson shoot, yeah. so you're in the record books in some fashion to begin with. But then I wrote, wrote, uh, read the really nice Joe Clancy story in the Saratoga Special about the silks and your husband's relationship with Bobby Frankel. Talk a little bit about the win and uh, opening day, a stakes race coming out of the shoot and the silks and whatnot, and it had to mean a lot to all of you.
5: Well, I, I really, you get tied up in the moment when a, when you win um, any race, and uh, to come here, and that be our first start, and you know, you, you win a race, it's a stakes race, it's part, we own part of it ourselves in partnership, so, um, and then, you know, you get the sentimental when you start reflecting on it, um, I know it means a lot to David, my husband, um, to get those silks over the finish line first in a stakes race, and here at Saratoga so it was quite special for the whole family.
1: Uh, the silks given to him by...
5: Bobby, Bobby Frankel, Frankel. Who, who he
1: had a relationship with since he was a kid from the Right, Frankel, so like.
5: um, his, Dottie, my mother-in-law, David's mom was his right-hand person in the office, and David's father, who passed away when he was in his 20s or early 20s, um, was one of Bobby's best friends. So David grew up in the barn with Bobby, and he was more like an uncle to him, um, you know, so... It's really significant to have that and part of his legacy come through with us in, in my career and my husband. It
1: sounds like the soaps were li- literally given to him by Bobby Franklin. Yeah. So yeah. That, uh, it's just, as I said. And people can go back and look at the archive of the Saratoga Special online and pull up the article. It's, it's worth taking a look at those. And those guys do a great job at the Special of finding out the stories that yeah. are a little bit under the radar, yeah. but it adds a real storyline to yeah. the
5: race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, also wanted to hit on uh, another horse that... Uh, you and I were talking before we went on the air, maybe not a start up here, but we'll, we'll take a look at the uh, win in the Roxalan at Churchill Downs on April 30th. It's going to be Byronish. She sub- subsequently ran fifth in the Chicago uh, back on uh, June 25th. But this was a nice win uh, in the stake down at Churchill, and I'm just wondering how she's doing. And, and as you say, maybe not a game plan for up here, but what are you thinking?
5: Well, she's doing well. And her last race in the Chicago was quite disappointing and there wasn't an excuse for it. So it's not something you want to take a horse off of that type of race and bring them up here and run them in a really competitive sure. race. So we'll, we regrouped. There's a couple different options. There's the Lady Tech at Churchill uh, that is part of their one day Arlington Million okay. card. And that's six for long. She likes the racetrack. Um, And then there's also, and I can't remember the name of the race, but there's a a seven for a long race at Charlestown, which she has some form uh, going around two turns, so that might be an option that we entertain as well.
1: Um, And, you know, you... This one was at Churchill, and and again, we were talking before we went on the air. Um, I said to you when you were in the Winter Circle yesterday after a nice win, I said I wanted to grab you because I know it's hard to get you because you're back and forth uh, in and out of town. Talk a little bit about your travels and horses here, horses in Kentucky. How's that all work?
5: Right, so we're Kentucky-based, and my stable, the majority, are in Lexington and Louisville. And so when we come up here, we handpick the horses for the races that we come up here. Um, it's a luxury um, that we have, and we can get the horses ready in Kentucky. And you know, like a Turabi uh, got ready in Keeland and shipped up here and was and ran well. So um, we just we try to pick the ones here that fit the spots, and at any level, yeah. uh, and from stakes to claiming. But you try to pick, bring the ones up that you think are fit here the most because it's so competitive, and um, we travel. Most weeks, we we come up Friday after training and leave Sunday after the races, and we have a little charter that we organize for a couple trainers and um, jockeys and make use of it. So it's quite convenient for what we do because it's hard when you're running any size stable, especially when you're divided, to keep everything yeah, <laughs> organized yeah. and have your eyes on everything.
1: Um, so you're running a little bit of Ellis this summer, too. Correct. Yeah, uh, I've
5: got two in today uh, one in the first
1: do you have two-year-olds going because uh, i just asked that because it seems like over the past two three four years two-year-old racing at ellis has been very competitive
5: it has that's where tarabi made her start okay. and they have a great program yeah. purses are strong up there they're up to sixty thousand now for the main special weights and it's a, the ellis park track is great and i can't say enough for It gets hot, but they try to accommodate and do the right thing by moving post times up, and they have a lot of different watering stations going to and from the track. So um, it's a great place to get two-year-olds started. I trained there one summer, and I mean, it it was great, especially for the two-year-olds. So um, we don't really have, we're starting them. This is when my two-year-old, or this is actually early for anything that I've started as a two-year-old. And we'll have a couple, you know, really starting to get going here in August and September.
1: Sounds good. We'll look forward to those. But I bring it, it, it brought it up because it's a nice segue. Uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, with uh, an earlier guest because we were looking at the sixth race. Uh, sixth race today, a maiden special uh, event for two-year-old fillies here at Saratoga. Hey, modest $105,000. dollars yeah. you got to love that. But you have Vava in here. Uh, I put that one right in the mix. Why? By Gunrunner. The Gunrunner runners are just so... You know precocious uh give us some of your thoughts on vava
5: i, I really really like this filly since we picked her out as a yearling and she's impressed every time we do anything with her she has been great excellent in the morning breezing she's got a great mind on her she's just got a really nice presence to her and she's a beautiful physical so um our original plan was she was ready to run at the beginning of july and she just banged her leg and yeah. we just had to skip and um, i really wanted she was one I was wanting to run at Ellis and they just didn't have a, a good option for her. So we brought her up here. She seems to fit and be the quality. Now, whether that translates from the morning to the afternoon, we're gonna have to see.
1: All right, sounds good. Uh, looking forward to it, uh, certainly. Again, that's the sixth race, number six, Vava. And you were, you and I were talking beforehand. Vava means?
5: Strong, in finish. In finish,
1: very good. <laughs> yeah it's not just handicapping you learn a little something every day at the race (laughs) track exactly sheree you appreciate the visit and again you have to be thrilled with the start you've had up here
5: i have it's a culmination of a lot of hard work and dedication and uh, my team my sister is my assistant up here and so she's working hard and the crew everywhere works together to get this to happen Um, and i can't be more grateful for them and Uh, their support and their hard work
1: and nothing like a stakes race on opening day exactly bingo Uh, appreciate it thanks for the visit
5: thank you so much for having
1: me all right we'll take a break speaking of stakes winners bruce brown is in the house robin sparkles looked great yesterday we'll talk about her and more stay tuned No matter where in the world you are, the excitement of wagering on horse racing is just a click away. You'll get live streaming, past performances, race replays, our virtual tote board, analysis and selections from professional handicappers, a simple, safe and secure wagering platform. And best of all, you get track prices. CapitalOTBBet.com. Bet any place, any time at CapitalOTBBet.com. And be sure to download our new mobile app from the iTunes Store or Google Play. Capital OTV is now streaming live on Roku. The RTN Racing Channel on Roku lets you watch OTB TV live through your Roku device or your Amazon Fire Stick, rather than being limited to computers and mobile devices, which means you can now watch OTB live wherever you are. Simply open Roku, scroll to find the RTN Channel, then click on OTB TV. OTB TV on Roku. Try it now. Having trouble finding us? It's actually quite simple. Whether online or on your TV, it's never been easier to watch and wager on championship horse racing with Capital O-T-B. Simply log on to CapitalOTVBet.com. There you can watch our morning shows, live stream races, and wager on our state-of-the-art wagering platform. You can also watch from the comfort of your home on Spectrum Cable Channel 1250 or Fios Channel 467. And win more with Capital O-T-B. I said it earlier, uh, after the uh, win in the stakes yesterday, immediately went down to the winner's circle and said, hey, come back over with us uh, to Bruce Brown because Robin Sparkles, I said it again when he sat down, man, she is a fun horse to watch, and she looked great yesterday in the caress. We'll look at that in a moment. But first, let me welcome Bruce Brown. Thanks for coming over.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: Happy to have you over, and let's do it. Let's take a look at the stretch run uh, yesterday to the caress. Robin Sparkles is going to be the number six horse here took the lead immediately no surprise there a little bit of a late run from super sensational <laughs> maybe made it a little bit intriguing but she said no nobody's going by me uh talk a little bit about the stretch run here again robin sparkles the number six horse what were your feelings coming down the lane
4: yeah just i had a good feeling around the turn because she did she got a little breather and then javier kind of spurted her away right at the right at the top of the stretch and really put the other horses on the chase and 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 I, I, thought she'd be at that point. She, if she got beat, it was going to be close. But they, they were getting there, and I knew there were a lot of, you know, good horses behind her, and that were going to be making their runs. But, but she's, uh, she's tough when she gets out there and has a chance to, to catch her breath a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking uh, with yesterday's win. You have to be in the neighborhood, or oh, no, no you got to be over a half a million dollars in earnings with nine wins and sixteen nine wins and sixteen career starts. She has just been phenomenal. You and I were talking before we went on the air. A lifetime best buyer, a solid ninety three. You have to be thrilled with Robin Sparks.
4: Yeah, yeah. And she didn't she didn't run as a two year old, so she got kind of a late start and then, you know, she's been she's gotten to where she's a pretty much strictly a grass horse, so she's only running you know for part of the year and to be able to have those kind of numbers i mean she's just so consistent even when she even when she gets beat she she tries and uh, she always puts
1: it on the line pulled up uh, uh i think it was the seasonal it was it was the seasonal debut back in may the politely down at monmouth uh, may 21st robin sparkles is going to be the number uh, one horse here dan santino who everybody recognizes from tampa in the winter time but he a uh, nice win uh back in may at uh, monmouth on robin sparkles again this was the seasonal debut being at Monmouth, obviously open company. You had to be thrilled with the way the season uh, kicked off here. Uh, subsequently, uh, ran third in a little stake down at Monmouth. This obviously was an off-the-turfer, uh, being on the dirt. So she's really versatile, too.
4: Yeah, yeah, she is. And this race, you know, she was she was probably a, a couple works short for this race. Um, we were just kind of getting figured get a race into her, and that would be more rather than having to work her three or four more times. So she's really kind of run her races have gotten her fitter and fitter as we've gone and, and I think yesterday was kind of the culmination of that where she really seems like she's 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 good to go now and she's back she's back from her uh her break over the winter
1: and uh, as I say that was the seasonal debut we looked at on the dirt subsequently in between that win and the win yesterday third in a uh, a turf stake at Monmouth in, in the Winter circle yesterday uh you were kind of feeling like she was maybe better than that third place finish.
4: Yeah, yeah. She just really um, she got pushed pretty hard and, and just was was very fast fractions and she didn't really get much of a break around around the turn like, like she did yesterday. So that was she was really pushed and she did she was very game to even be able to finish third in that race. She just nosed out the, the horse for third, but that was um, that was just a great great effort just to be able to, to hold on to get that stakes place.
1: Talk a little bit about how she came out of the race and, and what might be coming up next.
4: Yeah, she's, she bounced out of it great. She she ate up last night just like she hadn't really done anything. She really bounced out of it good. But we were praising her this morning, and she was just just uh, loving it. She'll be going back to Mike Schrader's farm probably either later on today or tomorrow just to get a little bit of a breather like she always does. But um, we'll probably point for the smart and fancy, which is here, um, I think, in three weeks. So that'll be... Uh, Three or four weeks that'll be her next uh her next uh you know penciled in is everything goes good
1: and um i'm just looking at the the past performances you picked a couple of spots against state breads but she is a new york bread that i would think gives you some options too i don't know on the you know on the female turf sprint side how many options there are on the new york bread um but it does give you uh, some options to look at with the horse that's nice yeah yeah it's
4: it it does i mean for that it like you said it's kindly mainly dirt because they're not even for the boys they don't really they have longer races for new york Reds, but the sprints they don't really have much of a or if any of a program for uh, for that so that's why we've had to pretty much be be opened uh, open company but she has she won actually yesterday was her she's all she's definitely better on the turf but yesterday was her first stakes win on the turf she had won her two stakes wins were oh, both on the that's dirt that's so it's kind of they were they were some of her worst buyer numbers but those were her two stakes wins, so it was kind of it was good to get a get a stakes win on her preferred surface and where she runs better numbers.
1: And a graded stakes win, always yeah. impressive. Your first graded stakes win? Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. yeah, very, yeah good. very
4: good. I mean, I, you know, I I have mainly New York bred, so it's you don't get to run in a lot of a lot of those unless you have one like this yeah. so so that was that was great to do it here and the family was all here so it was <laughs> it was just a very uh a great experience and there's no better place to do it than than up here yeah
1: know, nothing like it. a stakes swim up at saratoga yeah. um talk a little bit about you know we've had you on before and i'm sure we've hit on this but i continue to say it uh we we get new viewers every year and folks that are hopefully are new fans to the game as well and like to introduce them to the players how'd you become a a, a player in the horse racing game
4: yeah, well my, my older brother, Steve, he's retired now, but he was a trainer and um, so that's the summers I'd worked for him when I was when I was very young and then um, kinda went out when I graduated high school I went to, to Monmouth Park and worked for John Forbes and Rubtail the cat for him and then that was my first experience in Saratoga was when he won the King's Bishop right, right, right. up here. So that was that was that was my you know, as a groom and then I um ninety nine I worked for Billy Badgett for a little bit. And then, and then Tim Hills um, for a while up here. I was his New York assistant before I went out on my own in
1: uh, 2008. So. Very good. And, uh, you know, we talked about uh, nice doing a stakes race up here at Saratoga, but just talk about you participated at all the tracks. What's it like to come up here in the summertime and, you know, play in front of the full house? Again, in front of fans that I think are just so knowledgeable.
4: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's great just because everybody's so, everybody's so involved and so in tune with everything that's going on and it's just uh, it's a great atmosphere and you, you just can't beat it you know it's uh, there's there's nice tracks you know around but there's just just something about the summer in saratoga and and like it, my, my whole family comes up and my, my wife's a teacher so she has the summer off so we just kind of everybody gets to come up here and just uh you know so we get to do everything together and get experience it together so it's great
1: go to eat you have a favorite restaurant
4: uh, we went to the wishing well last night. No, so that, that was, was yeah, yeah that was, and they're they're always solid. So that was uh, that was that was our uh, our celebratory uh, dinner last night.
1: Take us through. I'm curious a day for a trainer in Saratoga. Having had other trainers here, it does seem like maybe it's a little bit different, a little more hectic because owners maybe want to participate a little more. Take us th- take us through yesterday because yesterday I'm sure it was a typical early start. But the stakes race was like quarter after six or something. So take us through a trainer's typical day up here.
4: Yeah, it's it's you, you know you get a little earlier start here just to kind of get you try to get enough done get get stuff done before it gets too crazy. So I, I try to get to the barn a little earlier up here. But what's early? Um, I usually, I'm usually like quarter to five. I'm here. I, my <laughs> yeah, alarm goes off that, at that four, as and then early. by the time yeah. I yeah by the time I get here, it's like quarter to five. But just kind of get get you know look at the horses and kind of get things get things set for the morning before everything starts uh getting getting hectic but yeah, and when you have a runner then it's you know and and i'm and i claim a lot of horses or try to claim a lot of horses so that kind of adds a whole nother aspect to it who you know who who are you going to claim for who wants to claim what race? you know so you have to kind of get everything uh get everything organized as far as um you know what races you're running in what races you're claiming in and and just where um you know what's going on for the day
1: have you been participating claim wise much up here because it seems like the claim box has been on fire yeah i've been i've
4: probably been in been in about a dozen shakes so yeah. far and i haven't i haven't gotten anything but just saw you know just all big big shakes
1: yeah no i did up in the press box i've been here oh yeah this one got claimed 12-way shake or uh, yeah like wow Uh, Bruce, appreciate the visit Uh, certainly again, congratulations on uh, Robin Sparkles, we'll look for her hopefully in a few weeks, uh, get to see her again up here at Saratoga, she's just so much fun to watch and I I was like rooting for the New York Reds as well when they step out into open company she's just been fabulous, so I wanted to have you over to talk a little bit about her, and as I say congratulations, good luck going forward appreciate the visit this morning thank you, thank you very much, it's always good to come talk to you guys Bruce Brown, again, with Robin Sparkles. I'm going to wrap things up for a uh, Sunday morning. Loose on the lead. I'm solo. Bick will be back uh, next week. As I said earlier, I think I'm substituting the radio show for Bick on Wednesday, so tune in there. Could be interesting. Could be fun. Uh, We will uh, have a great day of racing here, obviously. Come on up. I mentioned it earlier, the low rollers, if you'd like to come up and play that. That's a lot of fun here at the track. We have a show pool down at the Clubhouse Racebook. Go down and see if you can get on the show pool team at the race book. Should be a lot of fun on this uh, Sunday afternoon. As far as the morning programming, we're back in on Wednesday. Handicapper support at 9, racing across America at 10. We'll see you then.
2: You're watching OTB TV, a service of Capital
1: Off-Track Betting.